You're listening to Dynamo's Dust. Now let's welcome your host, Team Dynamo Kelly. Welcome to Dynamo's Dozen, the podcast that I bring you each and every single week where I talk about whatever may be on my mind from pro wrestling, sports, entertainment, music, movies, muesli, fresh socks and jocks and everything in between, never forgetting the talk. And you are listening to Dynamo's Dozen and we are live and today this is the whatever may be on my mind part of that introduction. Um, we've got something completely different for you. I've got a very, very special guest, a man that has been in, basically uh, investigating Jeffrey Epstein for over 13 and a half years. We've all, most of you by now know that um, there's a, a big documentary on Netflix now called <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein Filthy Rich. I'm going to call today's episode Jeffrey Epstein Filthy Evil. And um, the reason being, I have somebody that has become a, a buddy of mine, actually, thankfully, over the last couple of uh, couple of weeks, Ryan Dawson. Uh, Ryan Dawson, who will tell you this himself, has been disbanded uh, and dismembered from YouTube only um, on at least five occasions um, for some of his investigative, investigative journalism, um, if I said that correctly. I, I, I'm doing like Booker T, five-time champ, five-time, five-time. Five-time champ. <laughs> so listen, that's a perfect... I've only been uh, kicked off four times from YouTube, but I was also kicked off Vimeo and a slew of other social media platforms. Okay. I just noticed, actually, my name, it says Scott up there. That's my twin brother's name. As uh, One of the times when I got kicked off YouTube, the rule is I wasn't allowed to go on other people's channels either, so I just appeared as my twin brother. Um, I actually do have a twin brother, so I said, go ahead, do the facial recognition. It's not going to matter. So that's why <laughs> it has his name there. I still haven't changed it from that Zoom meeting from whenever it was. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, Zoom Zoom's a pretty uh, pretty new deal to a lot of people, so um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I'm going to record this as well. So, guys, there will be, uh, just, just as I was kind of... Um, Looking there, we're going to be recording this on Zoom as well, um, because Ryan is going to, obviously I'm going to be giving this to Ryan as well, he will more than likely be putting some snippets of this stuff on YouTube, well not on YouTube, we just established that, um, on his channel. Brand YouTube we can do, bit shit we could do, yeah. Yeah, exactly, so um, obviously this we're going to talk about some really, really um, not exciting stuff today guys it's not exciting by any stretch of the imagination even though we are excited to talk about what we're going to talk about we're only excited because the truth and the true side of and uh, the documentary that you may have all watched by now is going to come out because it was very very tainted uh you you we had a we had a conversation actually before we do, take a shot for each wrestling reference we end up making yeah, we're also going to talk some wrestling near the end of this. Uh, I think Ryan's fans, especially, are going to be really... I already, I already slid a Booker T reference in, so... Yeah, 
It's, we'll uh, do that. I have to have it lighthearted to stay sane because these are the darkest topics you can think of. Yeah, 100%. Just raping kids. 100%. International child rape. That's what we're going to get into. And possibly murder as well. Um, that's, that's, the, yeah. that's the scary part about it. Um, so I guess just to give you guys a bit of an agenda before we, we get into it, um, we are going to be kind of finishing on some lighthearted topics, and this will be cool for Ryan's fans as well to see a different side of you, Ryan, to talk about some wrestling stuff as well. Obviously, to show that you're not just living in a a little uh, a little hole over there in Japan and and uh, and basically you know living in the darkness you're uh, you are actually quite a fun guy and I'm looking forward to that side of the, the conversation as well um but I guess to give my listeners a little bit of a background on yourself and how you actually came about investigating uh, Jeffrey Epstein and I guess the elite so to speak um I'll give the floor to you on that one. Yeah, I never call me lead. I call me leadist. Okay. But uh, I don't like that word. Like, I've seen, we have a blowhard in the United States called Alex Jones, and he just goes, he recycles sort of vague terms, which really don't mean anything. It's like saying they did X. Who is they? Yeah. And one of the ones he landed on was the elite. Prior to that, it was, Oh, he went from Germanic death cults to Luciferians to the New World Order to the globalists to the elites, the deep state, the um, Illuminati, whatever. He's got a, some sort of catchphrase for it all. Um, it's Zionist. It's what it is. The Epstein's ring in particular was sponsored by the Israeli state, and they used it to spy and blackmail on Americans, mostly and Canadians. That's what that was. Okay. But you're asking how I kind of got started on Epstein. What happened was I had a forum back. This is early days of Internet. You know, I, I was kind of doing <laughs> MySpace and uh, PHP BB forum back. That's just what everyone had at the time. And we had already covered um, the Finders cult and uh we covered the DC Madame. We covered the Franklin Credit Union scandal, and so we had already been tracking uh, honeypots and sexual blackmail and the abuse of children already throughout the United States in some major cases. And so, some of the people participating in that were giving us early warning signs about Jeffrey Epstein, but it was very hard to verify. Because, as you know, these genres have a lot of crazies as well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of, oh, and that's the problem about conspiracies, whether it's um, something more well-known like Iran-Contra, where people got convicted of conspiracy, or September 11th, which even the official story is a conspiracy about al-Qaeda plotting things in caves, but there's a lot of crazy that ends up sort of hijacking legitimate research and these things. And so when it comes to rape, it's such a, it's such an all or nothing accusation. You want to believe somebody, you don't want to disbelieve a victim, but at the same time, if you don't have any discernment, then everyone will be calling it all the time. And that's the worst thing is when somebody falsely accuses someone of rape, it delegitimizes all the actual cases. So, sure, sure. The story was so wild, you know. 
he has an island, and it just seemed so bizarre. It's a conspiracy that we, in and of itself, right? You know what I mean? To, to I even, mean, it's true. he did have an island, and he was raping people there. But when we heard it back on, you know, at 2007, yeah. it just seemed, you know, hard to, hard to swallow. That's all. Sure. And I'm like, why are you telling us? Why don't you tell the cops? Or You know what I'm saying? That was our my first thoughts. Yeah. But it turns out that, uh, that these things were absolutely true, and they were so desperate that they were reaching out to whoever was looking into these things. And we had shown, uh, by going over the the uh, Boys Town, Nebraska, and other affairs where children were hooked on drugs and pimped out to, to politicians and whatnot, that I guess they trusted us. And some of the victims contacted us. And then, of course, Epstein got arrested. And then he wasn't jailed until 2008. Yeah. But there was a trial before that. And, and we had known that the rumors had always been there. That was the thing. First of all, they'd always circled around Bill Clinton, right, with the, all his uh, rape of, of age women, still bad, of Hillary and Bill. That had always followed them around from Arkansas when he was governor on until he became president. And it was a lot worse than just Monica Lewinsky, who he definitely committed adultery with. And she was only 20. Yeah. And true. I remember when that happened, 20 seemed a lot older than it does now. Yeah. Now I'm like, that's a kid. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, 100%. I was a kid at that time. Actually. He was older than me when it happened, but slightly. And I just thought, oh, 20s, you know. Yeah. No, that's really young. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, it followed the Clintons around. So it wasn't really a surprise that he was palling around with Jeffrey Epstein. But of course, what we know now is it's just how big and how deep it went. And a lot of it comes from the black book that was stolen that his employee tried to sell. There are no heroes in this. You know, even when you find out somebody that did a story, you find out all these, you know, self-aggrandizing motives for it most of the time. It's pretty sad, but the Netflix documentary if you can call it that, is just filthy. This wasn't just some rich pervert yeah. with a partner who who wanted to marry him. This was organized crime. Yeah. I mean, he had two prime ministers in his black book, and Ahud Barat, who was the prime minister of Israel, uh, and also used to command its um, <clears throat> command its defense forces before he became prime minister, had received money from the Wexner Foundation, which was something that Les Wexner and Epstein set up together. Epstein controlled everything, but it was Wexner's money. And that went into the political coffers of an Israeli prime minister. And that would be bad. And this is a guy who helped hide Israeli rapists all throughout South America. They had these rings run by guys like George Steinhardt and Ari Schur. People can look that up later, but they were raping little, little kids, like eight, nine years old, selling them tourists and making smut and porn films. And that gets real dark. And I guess since this isn't on YouTube, I can tell you some of the things that was going on there. They were molesting babies. Okay. Shit. Two years old. Sometimes to death. You could pay, you could see a toddler get raped to death for $40,000. Whoa. 
that was the going price, and a giant pedophile ring got busted um, in Italy as well as the United Kingdom. They followed the the trail of these tapes, and they were they were murdering little babies. <clears throat> so uh, these guys just got moved around by Ahud Barak. Now Ahud Barak was witnessed outside of Jeffrey's New York rape mansion. There's photographs of him. He's got a little fuzzy wool hat on trying to hide his identity. Now you have to understand, this is the head of a state, right? He doesn't need to hide, and he really doesn't. Whatever intel he was getting from Jeff Epstein from his blackmail ring, say he didn't want to do it on the phone, fine. Maybe the NSA would catch it, whatever. But you don't have to go in person. You can send a guy. But he came himself, and there's only one reason at all to physically meet with Jeffrey Epstein, and that's because he was participating in it. And they stayed at uh, Mark Epstein, Jeff Epstein's brother, ran most of the real estate adjacent to Leslie Wexner's mansion that he gave to Jeff, and uh, they were renting that out to Jean-Luc Burdell's models. He had a modeling agency in uh, MC Squared or MC2. And a lot of these houses were being filled with these little girls. Uh, they could not afford that, you know, but they had them stacked in there for MC2 modeling. Yeah. And this was sort of a little playground where they just go and get them and bring them into the rape mansion. And you know the story. They'd be like, how about a massage? I'll give you 200 bucks. And then it would kind of escalate from there, and they'd brainwash them, kind of carrot and stick. Here's the money the first couple times, and then it gets a little freaky, and it's like, shut up or we'll kill you. And uh, a lot of them had, you know, were from Ukraine or Lithuania or whatever, and they, they would take their passport, they'd hold their money, they would never give them enough. 200 bucks sounds like a lot of money, but not in New York City. It really isn't. It doesn't no. go that far. Yeah. Uh, they'd string them along, though. They abused all these girls, and uh, that was, it's kind of like a drug dealer dipping into his own stash. That was their, their fatal flaw, because Ghislaine Maxwell who is the daughter of the spy. Oh, I got an alarm buzzing here. I'll grab it real quick. Yeah, I'll just give a little bit of context there while you're doing that. Ghislaine Maxwell basically was the daughter of a spy. Her father, basically, um, her father, Ghislaine Maxwell's father, died as well under mysterious circumstances also. Um, Ghislaine Maxwell was the so-called... so-called girlfriend. Yeah, the Mossad Mas- yeah. threw him off a boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they <laughs> off reckon- his own boat. Yeah, they reckon- Which was named after his daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah it's true, it's true. Um, Her father dies in the ocean, and she starts an ocean's charity, Terramar. And um, she. La- I have her tax, uh, I've got her tax records on that from 2017. It was just to launder money, like a lot of charities. That's what they do. And Epstein had a lot of charities, too. Sure. Uh, I meant to get in this with Sean Atwood, but I didn't talk about it, so I'll talk to you about it. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, get some exclusives, right? He Epstein had one called Gratitude America. They rub your nose in it. He didn't give a damn about America, but he's got it called Gratitude America. And uh, a fellow named... Leon Black, not to be confused with Conrad Black, who's also in his book, but a fellow named Leon Black, he, he ran uh, Apollo Global Management. Is a 
huge um, multi-billion dollar firm there. Uh, one of his board of directors was Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft, uh, I believe, owns an American football team or some sort of sports team. But yeah, he, I think it's an American caught, football team, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a football team. And um, he got caught... I say American football because football is soccer and whatever, you know what I'm saying? But, like, <clears throat> this guy was on the BOD for Apollo, Apollo Global, and he was caught soliciting prostitutes um, for happy ending massages down there in Florida. And they were um, basically Chinese... Uh, traffic Chinese victims, sex traffic victims. And that story just sort of disappeared. And that's right in Epstein's backyard, by the way. But um, Apollo Global Management gave, and this is no small sum, they had a, a little intermediary LLC called BV70 LLC. Just some generic little nothing, you know, charity, that they donated $10 million to Gratitude America. And then Epstein would uh, would recycle money through the Leon Black Family Foundation. So that's all that goes back to Apollo Global Management. But you can see this little ring between the Leon Black Family Foundation, this BB70 LLC, and Gratitude America, which Epstein set up. And they're moving around tens of millions of dollars. $10,000 is a nice donation to a charity. $10 million is in points, right? Nobody just gives away $10 million. Sure, yeah. Yeah, like sometimes the politicians, because you're trying to buy influence. But this is extortion, and we know. And like some of the people on this board have already been caught, right, doing engaged in this activity in Epstein's backyard. Um, as far as I know, Black wasn't himself uh, caught in the kitty fiddling, but then he did pay $10 million, so maybe they shut up about it. But um, it is weird. And he kept uh, Epstein on the board of the Leon Black Family Foundation even after he had been arrested. And the excuse was, oh, we just overlooked it. We didn't know. He, he was just on the board and on paper. Wow. But he wasn't really part of it. He was definitely on the board. Yeah. Right. So there's another paid position for Jeffrey Epstein. And then, of course, he's giving Epstein millions and millions of dollars that he doesn't need. Right. Somebody already has hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe a billion dollars. Yeah, and uh, supposedly he was only worth yeah. uh, supposedly he was only worth 500 million. I mean, 500 million is not getting you an island and probably the biggest houses no. in certain states. He was worth at least five hundred million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know what he had in assets and all that. He's got a lot of things in trust, but it doesn't matter. He was a cutout the whole time. The, the real power is the Israeli state, and yeah. Yeah. what they do is they've got a group inside the U.S. and Canada. Its nickname is Mega Mega Group. Yeah, um, it's a clique of major donors. Really, the mega donors is what I used to call it. And this was referenced back in a case of uh, Keith Wiseman and Steve Rosen, who were both uh, APAC officials that were spying on the United States. And one of their underlings, Lawrence Franklin, uh, ended up being sentenced to jail for 12 years. Uh, part of what they had done, and I'll just go real brief through this, is a bunch of lies about Iran, which involved the plane affair, 
of Valerie Plame, who was working for a front company, Brewster Jennings and Associates, which was a uh, front for a bunch of CIA, clandestine CIA agents who were in charge of tracking nuclear proliferation. Well, in order to lie about Iran's nukes, <clears throat> you have to get rid of the unit that would know whether or not uh, what was going on with nuclear weapons proliferation, uh, as well as lying about Iraq with the Niger forgeries, which we know came from Gurbana Farm, Michael Ledeen, another uh, blueberry neocon. And uh, anyway, APAC was caught spying on the United States and sending sensitive documents to uh, Israel, obviously, because that's what APAC is. It's not a Jewish lobby. It's an Israeli lobby and under the cover of Jewish interests or whatever. And when they were discussing their plans of what to do, uh, we had intercepted cables that caught them saying, caught the Israelis saying to them, should we take this to Mega? Oh, and that's not what Mega's for. Right? Who's Mega? So everyone was looking for a mole named Mega. And the obvious choice would be like Richard Pearl, since he was in the Defense Department and he had been caught spying for the Israelis before in the 70s. But turns out Mega wasn't a person. Mega was the group. And Pearl did have the total data awareness. He was kind of the uh, the Hoover the second generation Hoover, Hoover was a long term FBI head of the FBI who was had sexual blackmail on a lot of people, but then the mafia had sexual blackmail on him. So all you gotta do is blackmail the blackmailer and then you have all their blackmail. And he had a homosexual relationship with Clyde Tolson, one of his G men, and Meyer Lansky, uh, of uh Jewish organized crime in New York, as well as Frank Costello from the Italian mafia, had the dirt on Hoover. Uh but anyway, turned out that Mega, the Mega Group, it wasn't Richard Pearl, as evil as he is. His nickname that he calls himself is the Prince of Darkness. Oh, really? They were referring to, yeah, Pearl calls himself the Prince of Darkness. Ozzy Osbourne looks like would blood. not appreciate that. <laughs> no, he wouldn't, but, uh, you know, Ozzy can bite the head off a bat or whatever. Pearl's responsible for millions of deaths, so. Okay. He's a principal architect of the Iraq War. I mean, I made a holiday called Hate Richard Pearl Day. Okay. So, and you know I know a lot of bad people, and I put him right at the top. So that's, you know, he is Abe Lincoln, Christopher Columbus level evil. I mean, that, <laughs> when we When we kind of... Those guys, you know, always has a holiday instead of Lincoln, whatever. You know. When we kind of look yeah, at make it, um, when we kind of look at some of these people, okay, um, we've obviously had a conversation about this, and obviously we'll we'll get into kind of the debt side of things a little bit later on because you know one thing that um that you mentioned that that kind of bothered me a little bit watching the uh, watching the documentary was that they were only talking about girls that were like, and this isn't right either, but they were only talking about girls that were like fifteen, sixteen, and as young as fourteen. Now, Jeffrey Epstein is implicated in being with children, mm-hmm. very, very young children, you know? 12-year-old um, triplets on his birthday. Yeah, and, and kids that kids that were one digit old, basically, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and they try to, uh, they're trying to focus on like the 17-year-olds and whatnot, because in some American states, that's actually the age of consent. Yeah, I noticed that. It's yeah. never. It's just like old laws that haven't been changed, right? Because no one would do that. Everyone knows. But technically, you could uh, 
you can get married at 17. You but can say, do that but at, say, but like, say that's Mexico, the case. for example. Say that's the case. Mm. Okay, right. It's legal in fucking... It's I don't still know, rape. Right? Right? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. It's still yeah. rape. You know what I mean? It's yeah. much easier to prove statutory rape, though, because if you have sex with someone underage at all, even if it's consensual, that's statutory rape. But if you have it with somebody who's 18 or 17 in one of those states, then you have to prove that it was rape, whereas all you have to prove is that there was even sex taking place at all. You know, with Prince Andrew, it's interesting, too, because it's like, did you meet? Oh, I don't know if we if we went upstairs in that building. His interview was so bad. Oh, you shouldn't so know so a 17 year old girl from another country. You shouldn't be in the same house with her ever <laughs> to do anything. And by the way. The girl, the the lady that interviewed Prince Andrew, I only found this out. You probably knew this already, but for for anybody listening at home, she's not just an interviewer; she's a psychological interviewer. So she's she's trained to look at like patterns and stuff like that. She did an absolute hell of a job interviewing Jeffrey Epstein. I thought, or uh, sorry, or she, Prince Andrew, yeah. Prince Andrew, yeah. If she had have interviewed Epstein, that would have been awesome. <laughs> Um, well, she let him have enough rope to hang himself because he's saying, I went there to break up the relationship. And then yeah. she says, and then you spent the night at his house and had a party. <laughs> yeah, like to give so, people to give people that are listening to this, because I know a lot of my listeners won't know the full the full case of Jeffrey Epstein, other than the fact that he's a dirty pedophile and now he's dead. Um, but basically... Prince Andrew, as you know, was implicated because that was big news over here, the United States, UK, Ireland, everywhere. Um, but what Ryan is referring to there is um, one of the one of the things that happened was uh, during um, during, I guess the the implication of of uh, of Epstein would be the right word during the you know the 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 guilty verdict and he was kind of put away. He was still basically allowed to have visitors as soon as, as soon as he got out yeah he was allowed to have visitors six yeah. days a week he didn't really go to jail jail yeah but when he was finally even released from that and it was all over in 2010 by then they had a party yeah and andrew was invited and andrew went to it and because he got photographed with epstein in the park he had to admit to that yeah but then when they found out also he had been to the party and he's supposed to this is a convicted it was, he's a pedophile. They they got him for soliciting prostitution of a minor. She wasn't prostitute. No, you know, he she was, was a pedophile. It was rape. He it was, was. And, it, and she was a minor. So, you know, he finessed his way into this sweetheart deal because it's, it's big money and he's got support from the Israelis. Uh, Alexander Acosta, who gave was one of the men responsible for giving him the deal, was said that he was told to back off that this guy is intelligence. Yeah. Well, it's not American intelligence, right? It's not, the U.S. isn't spying on itself. It's pretty clear what it was. I mean, he's palling around with Ghislaine Maxwell, whose father was an Israeli spy. Yeah. And he's, you know, financing prime ministers and all his support, all his financial backbone comes from the mega group, which the group uh, I was kind of alluding to earlier that has been formed by these Jewish billionaires who are all partisan Zionists to the Israeli state. And it's like the Bronfman family, uh, which made its wealth through uh, organized crime and owned Seagram's liquor and made a lot during Prohibition. That would be uh, Charles Bronfman and Edgar Bronfman uh, uh, Sr. And then there's 
like George Steinhardt, um, Leslie Wexner, uh, Steven Spielberg, the famous movie producer, hardcore Zionist, all propaganda films that he makes, by the way, when it comes that's to that a, topic. Can, can I actually, that's a great way to segue, actually, Ryan, because I it, it gets into the Hollywood pedophilia. And yeah. as you mentioned about Prince Andrew, Prince Andrew's wedding had Jeffrey Epstein, Kathleen Maxwell, and Harvey Weinstein. Okay. I'm just sitting in prison right now for raping women. And by the way, Harvey Weinstein was approached by Ehud Barak, who's being sponsored by Jeff Epstein, uh, who is the one that told Harvey to use Black Cube, which is a clique of former Mossad agents, to go harass Harvey Weinstein's rape victims. Wow. Right, so not only are they at the same wedding together, but a... Uh, a man that is, is also seen at Jeffrey's rape mansions introduced Harvey Weinstein to a clique of former Mossad agents who would go befriend and then betray his victims of rape. This is one big happy rapey family. Well, this is this is this is kind of a this is kind of something that um, I was going to bring up, but this is a perfect time to do it. Perfect time to segue rather than taking you off your rhythm, my friend. Um, Harvey Weinstein's also a Jewish Zionist in Hollywood, along with Spielberg. And, and that's what I was going to ma- say. It matters to say that. I don't want to be like, oh, Jews, what I'm saying. Like, it matters because these people have a, these, the ones I'm talking about have a sense of ethnic loyalty to a state. Yeah, like a lot of dads. It's nothing to do too. with the Jewish religion. It's nothing to do with the Jewish religion. Exactly. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, one thing I wanted to bring you know, up. We found a whole bunch of uh, North Koreans behaving a certain way that we're all benefiting the state of North Korea, you'd have to point out their Koreanness. You know, it's not saying all all of them were, but or Korean, whatever. You know what I mean? For we sure. had a whole bunch of Chinese spies. I think you'd have to say it. You know, listen, uh, it had, ought to be obvious. Had, but, we've had a whole bunch yep. of Cat- we've had a whole bunch of Catholic priests, and the, and the finger pointing was out of Ireland all the time mm-hmm. as well. That uh, that that were basically molesting young boys, and uh, and that's the fact of the matter. It doesn't mean that all priests were doing it. Um, but the one, of course not, but, the one thing yeah. I want to mention to you there, um, obviously there's a lot of, like you mentioned, there's a lot of talk um, through YouTube, through you know social media, whatever it may be. Um, you mentioned Steven Spielberg. That's a really good um, kind of topic to start on because... Um, yeah, he's in the mega group. Yeah, and there's a couple of people that have, have kind of pointed out, and, and, and some have lost their lives. I'll give you one uh, example. I talked to you about him. Um, Isaac Cappy was a former kind of a Hollywood um, he wasn't a Hollywood star but somebody had bit part roles and was friends with with Seth, uh, Seth Green I believe it is the little midget guy mm-hmm. Seth Green um, he basically came out in 2018 and said exactly what you're saying that he but he but he made it a bit more personal he said Seth Green and his, his wife are pedophiles that are satanic pedophiles and it, there's a ring of satanic pedophiles um, and he did implicate um, specifically Steven Spielberg and um, I think it was Tom Hanks. They were the two main, the two main culprits. Spielberg was did films with Corey Feldman, who's been a whistleblower child star from The Goonies and um, Lost Boys. Yeah, and I know a producer for Lost Boys named Leif, who uh, was a pedophile because he he actually. Um, messed with a girl I knew. Okay. 
and when she was 16 and okay. promised her all this, you know, oh, I'm a lost boys and, oh, I love your screenwriting and whatever. She's a teenager. And he lured her up to New York. Holy shit. Someone I knew very well. Yeah. So when you, hear, when you hear the likes of Tom Hanks being implicated now and they're saying that, you know, obviously the QAnon thing and all this is a bit crazy to a lot of people. You know what I mean? And I'm not advocating for that. And neither are you. Um, but I do need to ask the question um, just for people out there that may be interested in it. When you hear the likes of Tom Hanks and, and you know, because, I mean, when we talk about Tom Hanks, the, Steven Spielberg is your director. He's the top echelon of directors. Tom Hanks is your top echelon of actor. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. And you see him kind of in the same crowds as the likes of the Clintons and the Oprah Winfrey's of this world. And they all seem to be a great little little family-friendly kind of crew of people. Are they all in on it together? Or like, is there, is there so... It, well, basically, the question I'm asking, is, is it true, in your opinion, or in your, I, I guess knowledge uh, uh and background of, of researching this is it true that there is some sort of sra going on within the world of hollywood and to to steal a term as you mentioned from alex goldberg the elite um alex goldberg I, I mentioned the poor guy alex goldberg is actually a guy that i listened to on a on Chelsea Football Club TV, so I do apologize. A, a fellow American too, actually a really good guy. So very, very different from Alex Jones. A apologies, <laughs> yeah. apologies, Alex Goldberg. <laughs> well, Hollywood's filthy. The casting couch is very real. Okay. Every everybody in Hollywood will tell you about it, <clears throat> and that's for boys and girls. But I can tell you, until recently, you know, and I've been looking at this a long time. I know a lot of people in Hollywood. Yeah. Um. I know Jean-Claude Van Damme and some, some people that have been, you know, pretty, I want to, not Tom Hanks level, but, you know, pretty famous. I've never heard anything about Tom Hanks being a pedophile until Q started saying that stuff. And I haven't seen evidence for that. I've heard many times about Spielberg all, all the time about certain people in the soda pot club and all, all these cliques they have. I knew about, um, Spacey for a long time. I'd heard all, all that before. But this is, I never heard Tom Hanks brought up. And I know he did some films with kids, like Big and and things, but uh, that's the first time I'm hearing it about him. So I'm hoping it's not true. But Yeah, me too. I mean, like, the know. way I look at it is, on this, uh, like, uh, like we, we've had a conversation, obviously, off camera about this. I mean, I'm a big fan of Tom Hanks in terms of, you know, even Big, a lot of people say Big didn't really age well and there's lots of innuendos. But look, if you're looking for certain... Well, I'm, I'm where, yeah, I'm on the top bunk where, but I, I think yeah. um, I'm a little wary of them throwing out one that'll end up being a dad and they're not true. So they go, oh, it's kind of, you know what I mean? The, yeah. To throw people off the trail, they'll throw an innocent person under the bus, it'll get debunked, and then the rest of it is, oh, well, you people went after... Tom Hanks and we're wrong, so why should I listen to you about da 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 da? So I can only go on what I have evidence for. And a lot of the times you hear rumors first. Everybody heard rumors about Harvey Weinstein and then it ended up true. Yeah, right? and that's a, a scary lot of people part. Do. That's a scary But part, I did yeah. not even hear rumors about Tom Hanks. So that's why I'm a little skeptical. Either he was really good at it or this is just not true. Well, before we get, before we take a little break, because I'm sure people are going to need a little break now after 35 minutes of hearing some stuff that they probably didn't want to hear, especially with Steven Spielberg, uh, one of my 
obviously who has made probably a lot of her all of her favorite films um from E.T. to Jaws to you know what I mean you mean good um, at making films and still be an asshole <laughs> yeah yeah you can still make good films I'm still gonna watch E.T. <laughs> no I'm, um, I mean Chris Benoit was a good wrestler but look what he did that's very true I can't watch Chris Benoit anymore though, he was a great I'm, wrestler actually really I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. You know, I'll take. Can I say something? Just, I'm not going to defend him too much, but go ahead. Animal from the Road Warriors, who doesn't give a fuck what anybody thinks, right? Sure. He had a, a he had a take on Chris Benoit that kind of got me to change my mind because I was like, screw him. He should never be in the Hall of Fame. I can't believe he killed his kid, blah, 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 killed his wife. But they said in the autopsy, they looked at his brain, looked like an 80 year old man. It was just mush. You know, and he had that headbutt from the top and a lot of chair shots. And who knows, man, he probably it wasn't him anymore. No, no, I, I think that's kind of been established. And I think that's one thing that we can mm -hmm. we can definitely clarify is that um, obviously, even with NFL players, I call them NFL players because, as you say, it's not football in, in, in Europe. Right. Sure. And yeah, NFL players, but NFL players. The amount of head trauma that goes in there. I mean, we had that documentary on Aaron Hernandez, who basically killed two people in basically in cold blood. And, you really hit your head more with a helmet than without, because when yeah. you don't have a helmet, neither guy wants to go headbutt straight into another dude. Exactly, so, exactly. But yeah. if you've got that little bit of added protection on you, I mean, look at ice hockey, dude. I mean, I'm so surprised that mm -hmm. ice hockey doesn't have... And touch wood, I mean, it's one of my favorite sports on the planet. Ice hockey is... Um, such a beautiful sport, but these guys absolutely cream each other. You know what I mean? They, they, but but you see ice hockey guys and they have a lot of scars, but they're pretty normal dudes and they go home and you never see them in the news. Um, well, with ice hockey, you don't have a good kinetic chain when you're punching somebody because you're on the ice. Exactly. So you can swing with your arm and you got a glove on or maybe you take them off, but because you because there is some give, some of you know what I'm talking about. If you're yeah, in the falling yeah. box or whatever, you can't get a good kinetic chain when you're on ice skates. You just can't. You're going to move. They're going to move. That's what they can kind of pull down on their jersey and hit and get a little weight. But that slide, it, you can't get your hip into it. You can't get a good shot. Like with football where you're wearing cleats and weights, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Away from each other. And these guys are 300 pounds or more. And it's just, you know. You hit your head every play if you're in the center or whatever. You know, it's uh, something they're learning more about now. And so Benoit, the, uh, the girl I talked about that was molested by Lace from Lost Boys, she actually met Benoit on an airport. The Friday, I think it was Sunday, where he did what he did. She met him, and Nancy, too, um, was there woman, whatever you want to call her, and they were, she actually dropped all her stuff, wanted an autograph, um, might have been one of the last ones he ever did, and it was on this little yellow index card where he wrote Chris Benoit, but he wrote, strangely, he wrote WWF, not E. Okay. So, that's his mental state, like, it hadn't been WWF for a long time. Yeah, but... And I don't know if he yeah. just signed everybody's like that, because he's like, I ain't writing E, oh, you know, it could have been that, and some people, I'm just going to write F. But it could have been like he didn't know anymore. Like that's how out of touch he was. And that's a that's. A I'd have to know. I don't. I'd have to see. Did anyone get an autograph from Benoit where he wrote WWE? Yeah, that's because a good the point. one we got good says point. F. And uh, so if anyone out there can clarify that, yeah, yeah, uh, say that or what? Because that would show a little bit of where his brain was. 
Well, that's what we'll, what we'll do is we'll take a little... Uh... She said he was really nice to her, too. He was scary as hell, but real nice. Helped her pick up her things. Wrote it on the card, so... But that's, that that kind of fits the M.O. of, of Benoit, that genu- genuinely he was... I mean, Chris Jericho came out... He was in Atlanta. Made, didn't he make a statement? Uh, Jericho said that uh, Benoit was one of the only kind of two people, uh, along with Chris, uh, Eddie Guerrero, maybe, that he would have left his kids with. You know what I mean? So... Obviously, deep down, he was a, a nice guy, but obviously something, whatever happened over that 48 hours or 72 hours. He kind of, yeah, he it's, uh, he lived wrestling, you know, he was like, Hindu squats, let's go. And just, I think he had a lot of pressure because Vince, um, I think I said this, like Chris Jericho, you mentioned, I think is one of the most well-rounded wrestlers if you were to like do stat points on like mic skill, in-ring ability, move stats, you know, can can do some high flying, can do the ladders and stuff too. Can you know he's creative? Is not prone to injury. Like really good talker. Can tag team. Can do it all. Yeah. But he was a little bit short. He's about five ten, five nine with the lifts, maybe five ten. That was it. But for Vince McMahon, he likes that bodybuilder type, right? He'd, he'd give Chris Masters a push over Chris Jericho just because one's juiced to high hell. Jericho's got a dad bod. I don't think he's doing roids. I don't think they look like a natural fighter. But um, and he did get end up getting the gold and all. But I think he would have. It was really hard for those guys. Maybe Dynamite Kid kind of broke the doors down. But then Benoit too. He, he was always kind of the manlet. He's a big dude, but in wrestling, he's the little comparative to to like you know Undertaker and Big Show and stuff. He doesn't really have credibility how someone jacked or not that's five foot nine is gonna tear down all of these monsters. And so he felt like he had to be extra ruthless and make it believable. And, um, yeah. you know, I thought it was believable. It's wrestling, whatever. But, like, uh, to, in his mind, he really um, thought he had to have everything perfect. And it's hard. When your boss, you know, it took him how how many years to get the push to get that belt, you know, basically right up to the end. And he and he was the champion, and he had a lot of pressure on him from that. And um, he just had taken too many head, too much head trauma, too much stress. And I do believe that when Eddie Guerrero died, that was his, you know, who he drove with and everything that really put him into depression. And so fighting with his wife and dealing with the loss. Of his best friend in the world, really. They both won the title at WrestleMania 20. Mm-hmm. Greo got a title, Benoit got his title in the triple threat match with Triple H and HVK. Yeah. How was that WrestleMania 20? Um, Trump was there, actually, in the front row. People Trump booed is, him. Uh, Trump, is, Trump is actually 1 and 0 at WrestleMania, for people that don't uh, know that. That's true. Well, Trump financed a couple of the WrestleManias, WrestleMania 4 and 5. 4 and 5, yeah. And Trump he, Plaza, yeah. 100%, yeah. Trump, it was at, yeah, it was over in um, Atlantic City, and Trump mm-hmm. sat in the front row next to Bob Labuti, who is a New York mobster. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I don't know the guy. That's uh, I have a film called Trump's Planet's Ball and Chain that explores his uh, mafia relationships. And it's really not surprising, because honestly, every real estate tycoon in New York and New Jersey has to work with the mob. Like it, because the mob runs a lot of the um, 
material supply, whether it's concrete, glass, whatever, you know, you, you got to go through the mob, break up the unions. So For on. sure. So, it's like uh, anyway. back in Boston, it was Whitey Bulger back in the day. And then, of course, you know. Yeah, the, well, the Irish mob usually would get a... Um, we're, actually, do you know what we'll do? Do you know what we'll do? Infiltrate the police department and get control of the cops. Do you know what we're going to do? That was what the Irish did. Ryan, what we're going to do is actually sure. we're, we're going to take a little break, all right? And we'll uh, we, we'll uh, when we come back. This is a great way to start because you've, <laughs> it's you've funny got when a, organized crime is like the lighthearted subject. Yeah, you've you got know? A, you've got a great story. <laughs> you've got a great story about uh, about Ireland in general. Um, oh yeah, we can, let's do that. And you, be... and you had a mob with you, so this is this is going to be the fun. This is going to be the fun part of this story. <laughs> so sure. uh, let's take a little pause for the cause, as Stone Cold Steve Austin would say, and uh, we'll come back. And of course, we're gonna we're gonna mix it all. Basically, the end of this is going to be mixed with uh, with Epstein wrestling Trump, um, and basically satanic rituals and all that kind of crack. So. This is uh this is gonna be the first of its kind on Dynamo's Dozen. I'm looking forward to it. I know Ryan's looking Want forward Jim to it. Want Jim Ross to come in here and go the corporate takeover. It is gonna be the corporate takeover. This is some Undertaker stuff on the way now, so <laughs> Hey, well, I'll tell you this. I have a series called Woodsheds where I just take some politician or whatever and rip them apart for several hours. And it's called So and So Taken to the Woodshed. And I got that concept from an Undertaker promo. Where he was talking about dragging somebody back to the woodshed, I go, damn, I wouldn't want to get dragged back in the woods by the Undertaker and get locked in a woodshed. Well, I've, I've got <laughs> never still happened there, but I stole I've, that from him. I've got my pen, and I'm just after writing one name that we're going to take to the woodshed at the very end of this show, and his name, sure, and the and his name begins with J, and his surname begins with B. So we're back, uh, myself and Ryan, and we are. Um, we're obviously gonna kind of mix it up now to keep you, um, keep you all understanding what we're doing. Obviously, the 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 label of the show is Jeffrey Epstein. So I think one of the places that we're gonna start, um, which is gonna obviously, if you do have a weak stomach or you don't like hearing uh, certain things about children or whatever. Um, or anything, if you're religious even, just, just, just turn away for about five minutes uh, and come back to the show. Skip on in five minutes. Um, there's, a big, there's a big thing that has been around since the dawn of time, which we mentioned, um, involving, obviously, um, the Vatican, the religious movement of, of Christianity and Catholicism and whatnot. Um, we, we've been talking about Zionists now, so we're going we're gonna to throw some on, on us as well. Um, that there's been a big satanic culture. It obviously started back in you know a, lo- a long, long, long time ago, and then of course with the bushes, they're obviously infiltrated when it comes to the uh, skull and bones club, which is a legitimate thing. Um, satanic rituals and stuff, and obviously we go with Bohemian Grove and Moloch and and some of these these supposed things that they worship. The Nexium Paul that Claire Bronfman was part of. The, the the mega groups the Nexium cult where they're branding women branding as in taking it like you brand a cow with a hot iron yeah branding initials right above their coochies yeah um and that's that's it like so w- Jeffrey Epstein you you um like I said this is this is a podcast we we will not be uh we will not be kind of holding back on on any of the information that you have and that's so many information that I have um also 
they they did do a lot of um and and the a lot of the top echelon of world leaders are into you know very very into satanic cults and and um sacrifice and stuff like that um so much so that um as you told me well, last I week something about the the black pope or what when the catholic start church started getting heat for moving uh, priests around who were raping kids or molesting kids. Uh, by the way, one of whom Dershowitz represented. When they yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna around, talk about him. Yeah, yeah, Alan Alan Dershowitz. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. But he also, I mean, he all, his career is defending <laughs> rapists. That's what he does. I mean, <laughs> Roman yeah. Blansky, another Hollywood pedophile, who uh, admitted it and fled to France. But in terms of pedophilia, uh, Ryan, in terms of pedophilia, we're, we're talking about pedophilia. Let's talk about some of the child murder and the satanic element of it as well. And um, well, so, I'll get to that. I just want to say something quickly. Okay, about sorry. The reason the media finally started, you could have picked any year to do this, but when they started finally coming down on the Catholic Church for abetting crimes, was when the Catholic Church opposed the war in Iraq. Everybody was, you know, piling on the second war in Iraq, and the Catholic Church said it was an unjust war, according to Christian just war theory. Then you saw all these stories in America demonizing the Catholic Church. And this is also when they came up with freedom fries rather than French fries, because Jacques Chirac um, from France was also opposed going to war in Iraq. Yeah, that's he true. would get replaced by a lackey that went, was on board, but they didn't care what the church had done until they opposed the war agenda. Then uh, all these stories came out, but they'd been doing it. It's not the whole church, obviously, but like that is something that definitely happened. And they did the wrong thing because they're trying to save their reputation. So it's, it would have been better for them to condemn it than to try to hide it because that hurts your reputation even more, right? Sure. And they chose the opposition. But you want to go darker, you want to talk about murder. No yeah. problem. Yeah, I mean it's um obviously because a lot of a lot it's of the birth, I mean people get murdered for their organs. There's yeah. a black market organ trafficking. This is very real and um but also a lot of it came from it involves it involves Jeffrey Epstein and the Clintons as well. This isn't just uh this isn't just some guys that we don't know of like they, they, these these people these people wear parts of their victims, basically. Apparently. Teeth and all the rest of it. Yeah, the the Clintons. Um, these are. This is a sick family. I mean, they're ritualistically. The people in the United States joke, "Oh, so and so got Clinton, or so and so got suicided." Um, it's so it's well beyond rape. I mean, they're the Arkansas mafia types. They were also involved in. Mena, Arkansas was sort of the base of operations for training pilots that were uh, involved in one wing of Iran-Contra where they were bringing guns in and drugs out of Nicaragua. But they trained the pilots there in Arkansas where there wasn't a lot of regulation and commercial air traffic. And it had sort of similar landscape to what they needed. And the Clintons knew. And they, this is talking, I mean... The amount of cocaine that came in and the amount of guns that went out, you're talking about the murder of about 30,000 Nicaraguans when they had the Contras covertly supported by the United States to kill the Santanistas. And prior to that, they aided Somoza, uh, whose grandfather, by the way, was acted as a 
third-party flag to divert uh, weapons. He supposedly was getting to fight communists, but they were siphoning them off to Palestine so that Haganah and Palmach could go to war in 1948 and annex the territory, which is now Israel, which I call isn't real. <laughs> uh, so that whole arms smuggling, people smuggling, drug trafficking, everything illegal that you could possibly send, including pieces of people like organs, um, had already built up this bridge and this nexus, and it becomes a you tell me, I tell on you thing. So once you're aware of the illegal arms trafficking or the illegal narcotics, if you then uh, start bringing in some people, it's kind of like mutual destruction. If they go after you, they're going after themselves. And a lot of people that might sell guns don't want to sell kids, but they don't want to go to prison forever, you know. And it's just, they start using the same airlines, the same drops, the same methods. And in Israel, they didn't even have rules against human trafficking until the 2000s. And a lot of people from Ukraine and Latvia and, and former Soviet blocs that were just decimated by communism and then the, the Iron Curtain fell and they really had nothing. The oligarchs had looted Russia and looted the Soviet the bloc states even more with the guys like Boris Barazovsky, real winners like that, who's himself. Uh, he's buddies with Rupert Murdoch, by the way. All The whole ring of just nothing, pieces of shit all around. But a lot of girls would see these advertisements to become a maid or a nanny, and it had a certain amount of pay, and they thought, this would be great. I'll go to Israel. I'll have this job. I'll get some money. I'll come back to the Ukraine. Well, as soon as they got there, just like Epstein, passport was taken away. They weren't paid, and they were forced into brothels as sex slavery. And Israel finally passed laws about it, not because of the human trafficking is just straight up immoral. It was because it was changing the Jewish demographic in the city, and they didn't like that. And that's that's where we get to Palestine. I mean, if you look at the official narrative on most uh, most news, you know, going back maybe four or five, six years ago, especially with the war. But all the child prisoners Israel has from Palestinians, they are harassing three-year-olds. Yeah. The idea of a four-year-old was, two days ago, a four-year-old was shot by a, supposedly a stray bullet from an M16. I've seen that. Yeah, you put it up on Twitter. On Ramadan, yeah. having dinner on Ramadan, nighttime, whatever, and boom, gets shot. And, you know, as much as everyone's freaking out about George Floyd, I mean, American cops are trained by the IDF. They kneel on people's necks and faces all the time. They do it to kids, not just adults that are on fentanyl and what else is he on. But, you know, I, it doesn't justify what happened to him. But no, they, no. They're doing it to kids. You know what I'm saying? There is a degree, and a degree matters. And kids are so innocent. Like, what, do they throw a rock at you because you bulldozed down their house and shot their father? You know, it's disgusting. Yeah. And those are the people training the U.S. police force. And the cops, they didn't always behave that way. Yeah. It got worse and worse the more IDF training they got. And it really took uh, until everybody had a camera in their pocket, basically, for all this police abuse to come out. Right? It, it wasn't believed till you could see it. And these people couldn't curb their behavior. And... Yeah. I don't. It's, I don't think it's a race thing. I mean, they do it to everybody: whites, blacks, Latino, American, Indian, whatever. They're abusing everybody. The goon squad on the reservations were so bad for American Indians that in 1973 they retook Wounded Knee. Yeah, the Indians yeah, retook Wounded yeah, Knee, yeah. and 
Dennis Banks and Russell Means and some guys, the famous Lakota were there. And, and for anybody that oh, hasn't read the amazing book, Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee, it's, it's actually one of the, probably one of the, most, yeah, one of the most emotional books I've probably ever, ever read personally. So, Yeah, the first Wounded Knee was obviously with General Custer and they yeah. slaughtered all these women and children and elderly people. And in 1973, which was like 50 years before Waco or something to sure. the day or somewhere. Yeah, whatever, 40 years or something. Um, they, yeah, I was thinking there was another, Warsaw Ghetto was the same day. It was all like April 19th, whatever. They um, retook it and it was just politically unfeasible for the federal government to go kick American Indians out of Wounded Knee again, mm-hmm. right? So they surrounded the place, and they had a standoff for months, and the goons did kill um, actually a white ally. One of the, A couple of white journalists were there, and they got shot through the wall. And they had a standoff, and they ended up having to bring the Air Force in and all this jazz. But that, that was a response to the uh, police abuse on the reservation, and they call them goons. Yeah. Uh, dirty cops on the, on the Indian reservations are called goons. And so... And uh, just to give a bit of a... This has been going on. I mean, they sterilized American Indians up until the 1970s. Well, that's what I was going to say. Under the flag of vaccines, they went around and sterilized people without them knowing. I was going to say as well, to give a bit of narrative to any listeners here, you are talking to Ryan, who is of uh, Native American descent. Um, So... Yeah, I would. I mean, I would say it's true anyway. It doesn't matter what my ethnic background no, but is. I, mean, but I hear you. It's, I hear you. It, it, it's it's like um, it's like me as an Irishman, and tr- someone tried to to kind of underplay the uh, potato famine or something like that, or to underplay the uh, the the actual abuse that um, some of our ancestors took from the uh, the the monarchy of the the United Kingdom um us in the UK are okay now that's fine I've got lots of great United Kingdom friends oh, hell yeah I learned how to wrestle I have a American lot of American friends yeah yeah well you are an American <laughs> yeah well, I have a lot of like white American friends or whatever but it's, it's yeah true. the you know, the potato I, famines were yeah. so bad Ireland Ireland is still not re- its population hasn't recovered uh even after 150 years. In terms of the Irish population years. itself, <laughs> yeah. In terms of the Irish population itself, no. We've uh, obviously we've we've a lot of um, a lot of immigrants and stuff now, which is different. Obviously, Ireland um, during the Celtic Tiger, if you want to. Call I think there are more Irish in Boston than there are in Dublin. More than likely, weird. Yeah. More than likely, yeah. Possible. More than likely, yeah. Um, a lot of Irish people. Hey, hey I met the mayor. <laughs> yeah, so this is actually going to be cool. You see, the thing about Ireland is we've always had this slogan of Cade Mila Falcha, which means 100,000 100, welcomes, um, which has always been our slogan. And and thankfully for us Irish people, you know, we, we always have been welcomed anywhere we go. Um, so you've got a big Irish uh, demographic over in Australia right now. And then obviously in the United States and Canada, also a huge demographic. Boston is kind of the, uh, the 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 second Dublin they call it, but it's like it's twice as big as Dublin, maybe three times. But um, this is actually a really cool story. Before we get into any, uh, I, I, I saw I, the movement there in Ireland. It said reopen the pubs. Black pints matter. Black pints matter. Had a matter. picture of Guinness. Black pints matter. <laughs> we, well, I mean, if we're allowed to, um, if we're uh, during this pandemic, if we're allowed to 
have a, a couple of hundred thousand people out on the streets of Dublin um protesting this then we probably should be allowed get a get a point although I've had a, a black point recently so I'm okay I'm not I'm not too I'm not too um I'm not too kind of not not say, having pints is why everyone's <laughs> losing their shit now. <laughs> I'll say I'll say one thing to you um Ryan before we get into some more of the dark stuff as you mentioned about you know when, I was expecting flying cars I was like Ireland a month without alcohol will probably be on the moon by then. <laughs> oh hell no, hell no! I'm already, I've already. Well, listen, I'm doing podcasts like this on politics, so I wouldn't have done this uh, two months ago. <laughs> I wouldn't have done this two months ago. I think this is one thing that most. There's, there's most... a joke in Family Guy where they get a time machine, sure, and they and there's like all these flying cars and there's this immaculate future and they're like well we went too far in the future they're like no this is three days from now in ireland if there was no alcohol hey. <laughs> you know you know what's happening people like me are starting to question things that's what's happening um I, as i said two months ago i wouldn't have been talking you should to you. drunkenness should not be a state identity you know that's what they they want you to be proud of degeneracy and you should reject it well that's it like if the clintons want to come here and try fuck shit up for us then uh yeah, there might be. I think Bill should know at this stage not to fuck with uh, us Irish people. He he loved it enough. Well, they screwed up D four in Dublin. Yeah, well, so they, I started the slogan C four D four. They were screwed up anyway, <laughs> Ryan. That was okay. D four was it? They're talking a little bit different to us. Um, actually, before the we Jackins. Get, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> Before we uh before we get into some of the the darker stuff like we said in terms of uh the Epstein stuff because obviously this is a lot of people are going to hear the slogan and not realize that's that's what we're here to talk about. Let's actually talk about one of the times that you done quite an awesome thing, which is one of my favorite stories of um you basically brought your ass all the way from Japan to Ireland uh, yeah. to go to Google headquarters because Da, da, da. They fucking cancelled your YouTube channel one too many times. They put well, that you know, this is a perfect full circle because in the beginning you were talking about when you introduced me all the censorship I had, and then we were talking about Jeffrey Epstein. So right after Epstein got arrested, I already, I I was writing about him in May of last, like just a month and a half before he got arrested. I, I reposted something about. Uh, it was called Israeli Sexual Predators. And I got into this story about Seth Tobias and all these hedge fund managers that had suddenly committed suicide in their pools. And that's a long thing. You can go read about it on ancreport.com. But it was, you can look, it was May of 2019. So June, I was writing about Epstein in the mega group. I don't know why. I don't know why I said, I was like, man, more people, I, I guess I kept hearing Epstein since like 2016. He sort of popped back up in popularity and then he got arrested in the summer. But that spring, I'd sort of, uh, for some reason, I was taking old posts from the forum and moved them to the new website. Cause I'm like, man, a lot of you need to read this death of hedge, these four strange deaths was the title. It was about all these hedge fund managers that just disappeared and they were clearly murdered. Uh, and then I was tying that in, and then suddenly Epstein goes to jail, right? And that was big. That I was more shocked that he went to jail, that they arrested him, than in any of the stuff he had done. Because the state never does anything good. 
So that was more shocking than all the child rape and murder and organ trafficking yeah, didn't why, matter. Why cause, like, why, what, they arrested him? Wow, right? <laughs> yeah, why did he go to jail? Because uh, Netanyahu was, had, was in, is going to go to jail if he doesn't remain prime minister, and he was warring with Gantz to take wrestle control. And one of his opponents was Ehud Barat. So he started releasing pictures of Ehud Barat going to Jeffrey Epstein's mansion. Yeah. Right? As a little Israeli pissing contest. They do turn on each other. But anyway... So I already had all this material, and so after he got arrested, I made these map videos going over all these players. It's insane. I mean, this, the map's over here, actually, on the wall. You probably see it in the background of some of my videos. You can uh, you can send it to me, and I'll, I'll put it up on a, sure. I'll put it yeah, up I'll on the Facebook map. page. Yeah. There's a financial map, and then there's the, the pedo ring map. And uh, I got two videos out, and boom, I started getting strikes from YouTube. And so I had to privatize everything on my channel because I got a warning and two strikes. Then these assholes, uh, certain journalists, I won't say her name, who had seen the videos just went around like, this is mine and made a career out of it. And then another guy, Neon Revolt, I don't know his name, that's his nickname, he's in the Q community. He took the picture of my map, took my name off it, and put it on Q and put it on his gab. Yeah. Which is stupid because I had quite a following. They're like, that's Ryan's map. You didn't make that map. Yeah. <laughs> and this is one of Q's, like, right-hand men, right? So I don't know how long they've been pulching from me, but I was mad because that map took a long... I had to make it on poster board, the marker. It's hard to put it all without it all scribbly. Like, I made it all neat. And you get to a zone, you're like, oh, man, where am I going to put this one name? I can't draw a line through. Now i got to start over and do the map again. Yeah, it's hard to you. do those. Yeah, you, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I put a lot of time into making this thing, and he just... He just Israeled my map, which is pretty. Like, that's that's kind it. of important to say because Q are obviously a big, uh, a big movement on YouTube now for a lot of people. Yeah, it was uh, Neon Revolt, and he was a, a big, big shot in the Q community. And I thought, okay, fine. I don't care that you're sharing the. I want you to share the information on Epstein. That's why I wrote it. But I, why not give credit, right? Because I would like people to be able to find me and ask me questions about it and get more work, right? And when you remove someone's name then they can't get to the source. You know what I'm saying? And, that, and it's just, why would you do that? Why would you take credit for someone else's stuff? Just put their name on it and say, I found this guy and wrote this and this. I don't understand why people do that. No, I, I, believe, I, I wasn't charging money for it or nothing. I'm like, just keep my name on it. It's all I ask. I've been, doing like, of, I've been doing a bit of investigating on Q, and I think that that's... Um, that kind of comes uh, that comes at a, a really opportune time for me to kind of say that because um, I'm not going to mention names, like you said, um, I'm sure all will be revealed. I didn't say his name. I said his nickname, but whatever. Neon, well, Neon Revolt Neon ripped Revolt, off my stuff. Yeah, well, there's another guy as well who actually left the Q movement who was uh, quite a big part because it, it, it does all stem from a, a an Australian couple anyway. Um, that's where that's where it originated as far as I'm led to believe. I actually saw a lot of Q-like posts on this forum called Comic Vine. Okay. Like... They're it's just comic obsessed, they're obsessed with from, It's from Whiskey Media, right? Yeah. And, well, look, they used to talk about, I'll tell you, I can say this now because no one's doing it anymore, but one of the ways we used to send information to hide from the NSA and whatnot is we would go on Blizzard and we would start like a Warcraft game, right? Because there's so many people writing crap in Warcraft and it's like the words kill and are all over the game because that's what you're doing is like sacking cities. Yeah, and we would start a, 
they're they're one and done. They don't save the game. So we would go on there and talk to each other on Warcraft and kind of Warcraft code, but we knew what, you know, and that's how we could share information through a video game. So some stuff sounds stupid like that. The Mafia did that too. I mean, they would make sales and stuff and they would use games. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not making this up. Like that's what that was the thing to do for a while. Is um. Well, that's it. And the only reason I'm code bringing, it inside of other things, but yeah. Well, the only reason I'm bringing Q into it is because I'm not. I'm not. Um. I, again, I'm not. I'm not. Um. Kind of taking the piss out of um people that believe in in this kind of stuff and whatnot. But what uh, what I am trying to do is is basically I went into this Q stuff believing that it was real and then i went in and looked at both sides of the coin both sides of the spectrum as i'm sure you would agree as an investigative journalist you should always do um, mm-hmm. and try and look at the yin and the yang of things and yeah like I, I found out that there was some money taken in certain um certain paypal transactions that were taken um with, with some big players in queue and a couple of guys that i know that are pretty pretty good sources really good sources actually um said look if i was you i would stay away from this so it's like i guess that's what leads me into the next point my brother has a question for you actually my brother joe he's a he's not a q guy he's just a he's a he wants to i think he's a mixed bag i mean they stole yeah. my research i stand behind my research so exactly. that was good info even though they stole it <laughs> exactly. so now and then good stuff gets on there but a lot exactly. of kooky stuff also gets on there and they don't have the proper filter so i i've gone in sometimes because a lot of people push me and i looked at it i go huh some of this jives with what i've been looking at and some of it is really off the wall but i think you know anything that starts off good immediately uh agents are going to go in there and start seeding disinfo right well, well that's exactly it and that's what i was going to say so there is there is probably still an element of credibility to some of the information that uh, sure. Q, Q are releasing. My my brother uh, wanted me to ask you a question because, like like myself, he's been watching a lot of your videos. Um, yes, Brawl was a stupid idea. Fuck Vince Rousseau. Is that what his question was? No. That wasn't his question. <laughs> I'll just say it anyway. No, he, he asked me a question which I thought was a pretty good question. He said, um, like, is there any... Do you have any knowledge? This is to you of any factions of opposition that are actually trying to go after the said rulers of the world, the elite, if we want to call them that. Like, is there people actually trying to go after them? Or is or are... Like, because there's a lot of people at home, I guess it's a good question that he's asked, because there's a lot of people at home that are here... Do you mean, like, like secret clicks? Because there's definitely some right in your face. Hezbollah, Iran, Syria, they're opposing it, of course. I mean, that's yeah. that's a good answer, yeah, because, I mean, you're, you're doing it. Um, yeah, you, I'm doing it. You know? But the, as far as, like, do we have a Sons of Liberty or, like... That's probably it, yeah. Or, yeah. or something like old factions, like the original Illuminati or anything. Those, um... I, well, you know, if I was aware of a secret society that was doing good... I'm not going to say it. I'm okay. just going to let it be. Okay. That's, that's uh, cool. Are there groups like that? There are. I can tell you a Japanese one. Is that, well, no, I won't. There's, yes, there are people fighting against it in the shadows. But a lot of more people doing it very openly as well. Can I say one thing about the Japanese people? Because you're living in, obviously, living in Japan. Um, my my, uh, my coach in, in wrestling, and not even just in wrestling, in uh 
in a lot of ways, life, <clears throat> Prince Devitt, now Finn Balor, obviously spent a lot of time in, in Japan and kind of ta- yeah. you know, uh, told me a lot about the Japanese cultures and the people and, and whatnot. I just have to say, what a, what a, what a great country. Um, and it's, it's kind of funny because it's a country that uh, mainstream media still tries to shed a little bit of a shadow over maybe sometimes. You probably agree with me on that one. Um, just purely because Pearl Harbor, and that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. What, what would I, it's weird. I think the media was actually pretty favorable for Japan just because of how, because of China, basically, in North Korea. Like, well, recently, they, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, in, in previous years gone by, um, obviously not now. I, I know that's that's a fair rebuttal to what my initial point was but i'm just saying in the past like i mean you've you've seen it in in hollywood movies the narrative has always been oh it's the japan it's the japanese yeah yeah they don't like them well that's because japan can push back yeah and probably the the second big wealthiest media against hollywood would be sony and the japanese companies right as far as who has a niche in the american market yeah and uh japan could do a lot of damage i mean most your automobiles but like a lot of your things rely on the Japanese, and I mean like semiconductor, like all the little parts for stuff, you don't want to piss off Japan, it's still the third largest market in the world, and they definitely need them in Asia, all their translators, all their intelligence is all from Japan, so they're an ally of convenience, but you know, but there are societies over here, um, you may know the history of the Yakuza was supported by the CIA as an anti-communist, anti-leftist faction at first. For sure, yeah. And Japan, they did the same thing that Al-Qaeda and everyone else did. They're like, oh, well, we'll take this U.S. money and support and stab them in the back later. Right? That's what everyone thinks. That's what Ayal al-Sham did. That's what HTS did. That's what, you know. And the, and the U.S. is like, well, we'll just use their support against the Chinese now and stab them in the back later. They're all thinking the same. Yeah, right? yeah exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's, yeah, we have our, our white dragons. We, I'll say that we have. There are some groups that um, that will go after it. And there were even some honest FBI agents that really did stick it to Epstein, even though their superiors were against it. They stayed in there through administration to administration until they could finally get them. And that's and that's, them. that's kind of what I want to get to because this this is the one thing that's creeped me out a lot. Because as I said, I've watched a lot of. Uh, not just this Netflix uh, mainstream Jeffrey Epstein documentary. Um, I was looking into um, some of the... <laughs> some of the, the, ne- the never, ever, ever turn to movies and Netflix for oh, history. Never, no, never, like, never do, never do. That's true about that today. Oh, did you learn about Nathan Forrest from the movie Forrest Gump? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you're learning your politics from late night comedians and movies. You got a problem. We're going back to Tom Hanks now. <laughs> Tom Hanks was in that movie, yeah. He was. <laughs> um, but David but, Private Ryan too. Yeah, that's it. Oh, look, dude. I I think it's more a case of um, what's scaring a lot of people. I have a I have a message here. Hang on one second. Let me read this. Or You know the real bad guy in Forrest Gump was Jenny. RJ, RJ, oh, she was a bitch, man. She's she's worse yeah. than Karen Baskin, man. Um, oh, Carol Baskin. She's worse than Carol Baskin. Um, RJ won. Yeah, I got someone worse than both of them. His name is Ralph Northam. He's the governor of Virginia. He is uh, 
I had a John Tenta trying to kill Arn Anderson level rage against that guy. Well, do you want to? It was. I, I hate him. I hate him more than Jim Cornette hates Vince Rousseau. Well, let's let's check this one uh, question out from RJ One Two One wants to know. Um, in your hang on. Carol Baskin oh. was on the grassy knoll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patient zero for COVID nineteen eighty four. With a fucking with a tiger. Um so she wants to know if you have any knowledge uh oh yeah, here we go, here we go. I have it. Any knowledge of satanic rituals involving the Clintons or um Epstein. Oh she spelled Epstein weird. Epstein, yeah. So Epstein. As in, well, I, I guess what she's asking is like, was there because obviously a lot of people have said like that, you you know, Epstein and all wore pieces of his victims in plain sight when you wouldn't even know it. Um, I guess this kind of goes in yeah, like bloodstained lips and things and had bodyguards assassinating people. There's well, a lot of you, circumstantial me evidence. Shared, me and you shared two photos as well, which we're obviously not going to share on social media and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, those were cre- that that was some creepy stuff. He had a um. He had the art designs uh, on his island as well as his New Mexican rape ranch of ritualistic design, but very much so, worse actually. than that. And well, you can label it satanic if you want, but his plan—he wanted to impregnate a bunch of women, like young women of a certain stature and, and athletic ability. He wanted to spread his seed to them in New Mexico, like and he even had—he had girls marrying each other. Uh, he'd have a girl marry another girl, let's say from the Ukraine, so that they could use a marriage visa to get around the visa issue for all these girls. Because they, like out in tellers, they can get visas for themselves, but his operation was so big, right, and so large, uh, that the quickest, easiest way is just to get a marriage visa. And he wasn't going to marry everybody, he wasn't going to marry anybody. The one, the one person he wanted to marry was actually the daughter of his former girlfriend, uh, Miss Dubin. Okay. And, yeah, that's when she was 19. He asked, this guy's a real sicko, but he wanted to actually farm women and impregnate them all with his seed. So this is somebody that didn't kill himself. I mean, this guy wanted to live forever. He was talking about eugenics programs with himself on the top. He wanted to have his brain and penis frozen. His egg, his uh, egg, egg-shaped penis. Yeah. Yeah, That's very nice. tiny, very tiny egg-shaped penis. Yeah. Uh, and brain. I don't think he was that smart. Like, there's an affidavit. There's a <clears throat> where he he had to, he had this, the cops got him in. Um, oh gosh, it escapes me. I don't remember if it was money laundering or charity, or whatever. But where he, he wrote Virgin Island, he misspelled the word virgin. <laughs> He went all there upstairs. He was a cutout. Was it the New York? He was a really good con man. He was a really good con man. Yeah, he's a New Yorker. Let's talk about it. So obviously, yeah, because, I mean, there is, for anybody who wants to go and check it out. uh, For the Clintons, absolutely. And a guy that's got some info on that, his name is Gary Byrne, spelled with a Y in Byrne. Uh, He's a Secret Service agent. My mom's cousin was a Secret Service agent, and I know a lot about Hillary Clinton. They called her Evergreen. That was her code name around there. Eagle and Evergreen. Clinton was Eagle and Hillary was Evergreen and she was always on a tirade. She's a closet lesbian, by the way. Carpet muncher. You want to know something nasty, but you want to get real dark? Yeah. 
I'll tell you. Okay. Hillary's sexual fetish. Uh, you ever heard of a 6.9? No. That's a, uh, what's it sound like? You know what 69 is, right? Oh, yeah, of course, obviously. Yeah. 6.9. That's a 69 with a period in the middle. Because uh, it's blood. A little bit of red beard, yeah. Mm. But her nasty thing is she liked to wear two pair of pantyhose. Walk around all day. So it's good and nasty. Nice and musky down there. And make them eat her out. She had a fetish for young Turkish girls, um, which leads me to believe that Aberdeen is one of her playthings. Uh, but there was a senator. I'll just say her name starts with J. And uh, she was also a closet lesbian. Had a townhouse in D.C. And her and Hillary used to abuse the hell out of women out there. Um, as far as the satanic stuff, they definitely covered it up in Arkansas. I don't have evidence of them doing like ritual sacrifice or anything, but they definitely were aware of it and looked the other way. That's probably bad enough, but, um, but they, they're doing regular rape. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, I mean like what's, what's worse than murder? Uh, well, I mean, pedophilia and rape is as close to uh, murder as you can Oh, they have. definitely killed people. That's, that's no question about that. The Clintons have killed uh, up to, what, at least 27 I'm gonna murders. Read, I'm going to read an email out to you here. Right? And this, is from, uh, this is from WikiLeaks. I'm going to um, make, uh, make you aware of this, which you probably already are. But um, So Hillary Clinton is... Um, emailing um oh here we go the spirit cooker herself marina abramovich yeah um can you please bring my favorite hammer as the last time it was amazing asthma isn't great this time um hang on toys are great cannot wait for the big night there we go can you please bring my hammer as it was amazing the last time the gathering there we go the gathering can't wait for the gathering mm-hmm. um, i mean if that's i don't know bring for, the toys <laughs> what, what yeah well, like whatever my listeners are thinking right now and they're thinking jesus ina dynamo kelly's loss is mine guys i am not losing my mind i'm just reading something that is presented to me look at how much they flipped out at the podesta emails right yeah first jonestown took it to crazy land right all their agents went into full gear right yeah jonestown takes it and goes into far left field with it to discredit every other theory about it right because he's an asset uh and then they throw julian assange in prison and they murdered seth rich and so, so they've just been trying to cover up cover up cover up and dismiss these weird ass emails they've never been questioned Right, never, but it's like, well, what what does this mean when you're talking about like these are obviously code, and you could say it's children, you could say it's narcotics, you could say it's a lot of it's something could be illegal could because be you put it in code. Could be anything, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, but as far as the toys go, I just told you Hillary Clinton's a lesbian. Yeah, I, w- I would and, like to ask your opinion on this. Um, it's one thing that I had to bring up. Um, and he, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton's thing was a was a biter. He liked to bite people's well, mouths. He's, he's just a piece of shit, man. He he. Like, he liked to bite people's lips and bite their mouth. He's a, a nibbler. You know what bothers me? Weirdo. You know what bothers me about the Clintons? Is that they named their daughter Chelsea after um, becoming uh, fans of Chelsea Football Club. Chelsea Football Club has been my club since I was a kid. And uh, and she's a ginger. Ayo, there's lots of them in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, we gotta. I gotta ask you one question. Um, purely because I've, I've written down a lot of stuff, as you can see, on the little the notepad here. Oh yeah, go. Uh, just do lightning round. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I gotta do. Um, I'll do a shorter answer though. Well, yeah. Well, these are these are well, dude. Take as long as you want to answer them. I think these are good questions purely because people want to know about this stuff. Um, because in America, and if you look on YouTube, if you look on Joe Rogan, or you look at any anybody else, any of the mainstream stuff, mm -hmm. it's just shot down. You never get a real answer. Um, Pizzagate. What's your opinion on Pizzagate? Do you think it was all a hoax, as they said? <laughs> Or because I, I actually have a I have a video about this, so I'll give you the okay. link to that for the long answer. But the short answer is, government pedophilia is very real in every branch, from the BIA to the Park Service. They're looking at child porn and they rape kids. They compromise, get promoted on purpose. Quick example would be Dennis Hastert, Speaker of the House, that's as high as you can get in Congress, caught raping little boys since he was a wrestling coach. He went all through his career before he was finally thrown under the bus. Really? That's a kind of a symbol of saying, now and then, we'll grab one of you and, and expose you, right? So everybody else get in line. Yeah, he raped a bunch of 13-year-old boys. and One of them he was paying off, and uh, payments of like $9,000, and he went to 10000 If you go 10000 or above, it gets flagged. Right, and that's what ended up bringing him down. But that was the Speaker of the House. And the speaker he replaced had an affair, and the speaker he replaced uh, was also guilty of adultery, cheated on his wife who had cancer, cheated on his wife while she's dying. So these are the kind of, this is the... As did Boris Johnson, the crop of people, well, his, his initials are BJ, and you had TV before that. But anyway, um, yes, they, uh, there's plenty of rape on every every government institution especially the ones, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, and the, the, anything that deals with children, it's all over. And I have a video just documenting headline after headline of these kind of things occurring and how the promoted, the compromise always get promoted. But what Pizzagate did is it took a legitimate issue of these weird Podesta emails that are definitely speaking in code, yeah. most definitely talking about raping kids, and what their trusted disinformation professional, Alex Jones, got in there and started saying they've got it's that comet pizza and there's tunnels underneath it that go to this orphanage or something and all this crazy stuff and a court and he said the pedestrians were in Spain when the sketch was actually two sketches of one guy. Things that you could debunk in five minutes. <laughs> it's what what happened was like some idiot went and set tried to set the pizza place on fire and was yeah. looking for tunnels that didn't exist. Yeah. And so what Alex Jones successfully did by going, by dumping crazy sauce on everything is now when someone rings up the Podesta emails in Pizzagate, because the first thing they heard was the Alex Jones version with the tunnels and stuff, which is all debunked. There are no tunnels under Comet Pizza. It really is a pizza place. And like, no, that's a fact. That, that's a fact. Yeah. Right. There was nothing like that there. And he said it was anyway. This is also a guy that like denies all the school shootings and, you know, he's a nut. So this is how you know there actually is something to it, because when they go to one of their agents, like Alex Jones, who will just go hardcore crazy on these topics. Can I say one thing before? Then you know there's, the there's something listen. to it, because what Jones does is he always takes something real, adds crazy to discredit it. So if I try and bring up to, 
your mom or something that, hey, did you know about Podesta? She's like, oh, Pizzagate? That's a bunch of crap. That's Alex Jones stuff. Okay. Because Alex Jones is is the guy that believes in earthquake machines and gay frogs and, you know, a lot of dumb things. So So Alex Jones, you mentioned, uh, obviously, I I would be... He's an asset. Yeah, 100%. Was, uh, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say, because I would be a bad... Uh, 100% he's an asset. He acts like he's a patriot, he's full of it, he's basically sucking the Trump balls right now. And that guy, look what he did to September 11th. He told everyone the hijackers are still alive and got them all focused on, like... They spent, like, five years on saying those buildings sell too fast, which everyone knew anyway. It was common sense, but, like, didn't get into who did it at all. It was just like a dog chasing its tail. Right. So it took away oh, from... Oh, the yeah, Building 7 fell before the... Uh, it was just the same information over and over again, and didn't, and it avoided a huge swap. Would you, you know, agree, like it, would you agree, when you get someone like... Okay, so Alex Jones versus, say, a... Um, Alex was looking at T-Girls on his phone at work. I mean, that guy's compromised. They got him a long time ago. Yeah, well, look at someone... He married like, a masseuse twice. <laughs> you had some information for me as well with the Bohemian Grove thing that... Um, that was really interesting. Uh, he was invited, right? Yeah, he didn't sneak in. He was invited. His, his family's in big oil, and, and I, I believe he's got a, a dentist. And they're, they're upper class, and he didn't sneak in there. He got invited in there. And they do have the big owl. <clears throat> they're not worshipping Moloch. It's a, okay, Moloch is a Palestinian god. It's, a, it's the old Canaanite religion of El. Mm-hmm. Right? He had El and Ashtar. Um, that's why all the angels in the Bible end in L, where it's Gabriel, um, or Michael, or Azrael, and sure, Ezekiel, sure, and all yeah. the LLLs, because the Judaism borrowed from the older religion, the Phoenician religion, the Canaanites, which had El as the supreme god, and Masher was the, is the goddess. And then they had all the Baals. You can remember in the Bible, they, the little... God versus God fight with Baal, B-A-A-L. But uh, Baal Hashem is actually a title because each city, like a Tyr, for example, which is now in Lebanon, still called Tyr, had their God was called uh, uh, Machelik, M-A-H-Q, Machelik, yeah. And there's Haram, who is the main God, uh, each city had a different one. I forget there was a god of healing. Forgot her name. This is like ancient religious history to me. But anyway, they uh, the Phoenicians brought that over to Libya and so on. And so Moloch is a a god, not a demon. But the Jews wanted to destroy the Canaanites and the native religions. So of course, everything that wasn't what they liked, they labeled as evil and satanic and so on. Uh, but these new age weirdos, they adopt anything that has power, you see. So you're looking at the Any, likes of the elite right now, as we call them, the elite. They will, they will they, adopt. They're uh, very, well, they're extremely wealthy. And um, it's like these post, post-college fraternities almost. They always weird stuff, jacking off in coffins and stupid weird stuff. But it's like... <laughs> They need to know that you're compromised and that you're on board. So you're going to compromise yourself right in front of everybody. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. They need to know that you are all in. So they have these weird rituals where they all commit crimes. 
the mob does this too. Oh, you want to prove you're not a cop, kill somebody, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, they, they do my, they like eat people or they'll have like food that looks like people, you know, and, uh, maybe pieces of actual people, but whatever. It's really sick, the stuff that goes on. But the Bohemian Grove is like actually the one of the most mild ones. Yeah. I hate to tell you. Yeah, no, that, I'm glad you told me because I'm, like, that's the feeling that's, I It have, actually yeah. is much worse because, and this is another thing Alex will go off on Bilderberg or whatever. Bilderberg is like the lowest tier, least powerful section of these cliques. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Bilderberg, Club of Rome, that kind of stuff. And then he mixes up the Trilateral Commission and CFR, which have nothing to do with any of this. <clears throat> but the top of the pyramid is APAC. It's the Likud party. Well, let's done. Let's, let's as we kind of wind down now. We've got about twelve minutes left, so as we wind and they down, traffic kids. Let's let's kind of do a shooting. You know the ADL, right? The ADL was formed to protect Leo Frank, a child murdering rapist. He killed uh, Mary Fagan, an Irish girl, thirteen year old Irish girl working in a sweatshop at a pencil uh, factory in Georgia. Leon Frank raped her and killed her. And then tried to frame a black guy uh, for the murder. And he was the B'nai B'rith chairman, the president of B'nai B'rith. And so the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, all these Jewish millionaires got together. This is in the 19-teens to protect Leo Frank. And they they couldn't. I mean, e- even in the Deep South and him trying to frame a poor black man, no one believed him because so many other girls that worked there gave testimony of what a pervert this guy was and what he'd done to them. And so when he finally got Mary Fagan and they killed her, tried to frame somebody and they would end up because the governor was going to commute to sentence. They did a jail break in, not break out. They broke into the jail and got him, drove him away from the jail at about 20 miles an hour. That's about how fast cars could go back then, put him on a tree and hung him. Yeah. And he got a post-mortem pardon. Like, the ADL is still trying to exonerate what he did. But these groups were formed to protect uh, Zionist business owners who were engaged in pedophilia and murder. I guess, and it's like, been like that way since its inception. Well, one question i got to ask, and this is kind of a, you know, this is actually an, an interesting question. And a lot of people want to notice. Um, with Jeffrey Epstein now dead and i put that in inverted commas because you never know a lot of people think he's he's alive and blah 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 i mean again no he was way too dangerous to keep alive yeah, they definitely needed him dead. He, he is brown bread he was i mean he it, was worthless he'd been caught and exposed twice you can't use him anymore he's got too much heat on him he was he but was he has a lot of dirt on everybody he's got to die exactly and, and i mean let's be fair like when i looked at the uh the autopsy photos I mean that was not a rag. Um, let's let's go back a little bit. So Jeffrey Epstein, obviously, he's in prison. His um, it's brother the identified the body. You know they killed him in prison, and it's like you think, well, how would they get him in prison? Easy. I mean, look at all the coincidences you have to have happen, right? There we go. The I'm cameras this off. One to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He's put on suicide. He put himself on suicide watch. Yeah. And then his lawyers took him off it after he signed the 1953 trust. Hours after that, he, he was dead. When they found his body and when he died, is there's a gap. And they made sure he was dead and stayed dead for more than 45 minutes, so there was zero chance of resuscitation. 
And I got that from the EMTs. They actually posted on 4chan of all places, like Jeffrey Epstein's dead a good hour, 40 minutes before the official news got hold of it. So you have no cameras. The guards don't check on them, even though they're supposed to. They're both asleep or whatever. You had a -a rent-a-cop. Basically. He changes uh, cellmate. His cellmate leaves. Who? who they left it? his. Yep. yep. They took his cellmate out, so he was alone. Which, if you've recently been on suicide watch, you're not ever supposed to be alone. And his and cellmate was a big on. motherfucker, right? His cellmate was like a humongous man, like yeah, a cop killer. Yeah, like the fucking like literally. <laughs> yeah. it, guys, look up Jeffrey Epstein's cellmate. He literally looks like the incredible. You can Hulk. see the um, post mortem wounds. He's got two stripes across his neck. Yeah, and if, if you're doing it yourself and you kill yourself, you can't do it. What What happened was <clears throat> the person that was behind them that looped it, wire. It was prob- probably right handed and pulled a little harder, so you get these two cuts like that because he's moving. Yeah, and Epstein's his fingers are cut. He's got double slashes on his neck, like it's murder. Yeah, he d- you don't have enough. It, Jeff was about six feet tall. I mean, the ceilings are right there. Um, he couldn't get off, jump off the top bunk or whatever. He'd run forward and just lean on his knees. Like there's <laughs> no way he did that with, uh, the sheets are so thin. That's why you can rip them so easily so that you can't hang yourself. Yeah. Because the, the official narrative was that they, uh, they said he used two of the orange jumpsuits to, uh, to make a, to make a noose, which, uh, like you said, the, uh, if you look at the pictures are right there. I mean, it's, the uh, the cells are about six foot five high. I'm I'm reckoning. So even if you've there's, got to go, well, there's X's, there's X beams on the ceilings. So there's nothing to attach to, or anything yeah, either. Yeah, like you yeah. could, it's impossible. It's impossible. He he was strangled. I mean, they knew it. And look, man, it's like, and then the warden resigns, and the two cop like, there's too many coincidences. Moved his cellmate out, had him sign the trust thing, got him off suicide watch, made sure the cameras weren't working, and made sure the guards didn't check on him all night. He's like the most high-profile person you have, yeah. and no one looked at him. Ever, ever. And it was also the day after the big information dump that in- involved a senator and a governor. He was going to plea bargain 100%. That guy couldn't stand being in real jail. Do and he would have started uh... flipping and naming names. Do you think he? Uh, do you think he spilled the beans on some people, and that's what what got him there, or do you think they just knew that he was the type of guy that would spill spill beans? Who knows what he told his lawyers? But Dershowitz was one of them, so they would have been like green light to kill on this guy because he's he's talking about turning people in in order to get out sooner. You know, he was what? having conjugal visits even with his lawyers. He'd have a female lawyer come and disappear for a few hours. He had enough money for eleven hours a day to sit there in conference with his lawyers. He didn't have to really be in jail except to sleep. Well, here's right? one, And he here's was fighting this. He was doing a vigorous defense. Do you think, and then suddenly uh, he kills himself? Yeah, I was going to say that. Do you think... Um, and his own brother didn't believe it. And, and, you know, then he had broken bones in his neck and, like, like nothing adds up to suicide. It was homicide. So what, what the Jonestowners come out and say, he's not really dead. He's living in Tel Aviv. And da, 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 da. That is to... Again, take the narrative that he didn't kill himself, that he was murdered, and you can look, there's only a small number of people that could pull that off in MCC, right? They, they, they deflate that by going, he's still alive, right? Because then you get associated with the people who think that, and now you're discredited. 
Exactly. They do this on purpose. Yeah, I gotcha. It's uh, like look at his nose and his ears, and it's like he's dead, dude. Of course, his ears are purple, like he was strangled. Well, it's the he's same. It's the, it's the same thing with with uh, what I told you to watch earlier, Isaac Cappy. I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. video of the guy sitting on the edge of a bridge, and you've got people that uh kind of say, oh no, well it wasn't really him that did it, and blah blah blah. Now, yeah, sure enough, the video does look dodgy. And the circumstances around and after the death are dodgy. And I think that's why I was telling you to kind of have a look at it and see what you think. Um, so I understand what you're saying. And that's kind of the sneaky suspicion because when they put it in plain sight sometimes, that can be, a, I guess that can be a red flag, I guess is what you're saying. Um, but, I mean, why why help them escape? You can't use them anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what There's about, no point what about, to pull off such a risk to like go kill someone that looks like him and leave the body there and get him out like that makes it even more hard to pull off. But they kill them. There's one yeah. human being, and and I want to refuse uh, using the Joe Exotic terminology that he uses for uh, Carol Baskin because, as I said, I'm, I don't want to offend all the little PC brigade here. Did you know she ended up with all his animals and his zoo? Yeah, she has the zoo now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's breaking news, guys. Over the last three days, just don't don't visit it. Don't vi- guys. Nobody should boycott visit. Carol Baskin. Boycott Carol Baskin. Boycott any any animal captivity. Boycott. Uh, yeah, really, for boycott, real. Boycott Sea um, World. Boycott Sea World. Boycott fucking anything that has exotic animals there that should not be anywhere other than the wild if you want to go and see a turtle like scotland what's in scotland are you talking about the people in scotland or just the uh <laughs> no not the people just the gingers oh no they're they're they're, they're animals the people in scotland <laughs> oh well right? the red-headed you're, ones i know right i could have interviewed you there in uh in scottish but wouldn't it be a problem it's all right yeah. <laughs> um one one person i need to bring up that we didn't bring enough of before we kind of can i tell you uh can i give you a scottish well jelaine maxwell can i give it give me do a scottish joke real quick oh go go ahead yeah of course yeah do you know the difference between uh, a scotsman and a sheep rapist oh good lord what's it getting caught <laughs> getting caught <laughs> Uh, we should be making jokes about this with this type of uh, I like the Scots aside from the redhead listen of course I love the Scots the Scots um, they're my Celtic brothers so Um, my my uh, my mother's maiden name is Elliot which is my twin brother's name is Scott you can see it right there (laughs) yeah but that's only his first name (laughs) no um, I have that name. I think I don't know if I was being recorded or not when I explained why my name says Scott up there, but it's because one of the times I was censored. I uh, oh, you did, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that at the yeah. start, yeah, yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Because yeah, when yeah. you were when you were calling me, I was like, "Who the fuck is Scott? This is some sort of dude now trying to infiltrate <laughs> my shit. What's going on?" Um, yeah, there's one person. And we have to save my Dublin story for later because it's almost it's almost seven a.m. I'm doing this since five a.m. I stay up all night, so I've got just a little bit of time, but. I'll come back on because that's a good story. I don't Actually, want to race yeah. through it well, either. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's let's do that. Let's let's come back on and um, uh, and we'll tell the Dublin story. They're on Dawson Street. Do you want do you want to say it real quick before uh, before where where's Jelaine Maxwell? I'll see. Um, most likely Texas. Okay, 
So do you think that this documentary is going to um, put a little bit more pressure for them to give her up as well now? I don't trust Netflix, but I think the whole just anything that has their names in it is keeping the attention on it is good. Even yeah. but this is sort of a whitewash. But I think there is a maximum attention on this. People like things have come and gone. They assassinated Soleimani. We had COVID nineteen. Now we're having riots everywhere, and people are like yeah, 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 Epstein, right? Because they know how big this is. Yeah, and uh, well, I'm not letting go of it. You know, I'm not getting distracted by the circus stuff. Yeah. This is huge. This is a massive foreign intelligence ring in the United States and Canada where they were spying and compromising people on purpose. And Europe, and, uh, Europe too as well, maybe? I mean, the royals? The UK, are the oh, royals. yeah. France, the UK, that's, um, you know, Gasoline's got property there and Epstein had property in uh, France. Uh, well, both of them did. And Gisleen had property in the UK and they set up honey traps over there. And what about but the, the UK Island has its again? own in uh, Hampshire. They have their own pedophile rings going on, and basically, I mean, the UK government's openly looking the other way as uh, Pakistani rape gangs are just taking in thousands of girls and abusing them, and nothing happens, right? Well, what about the royal and, family? Lately, um, basically, the Queen has paid off all uh, Prince Andrew's uh, debts. Debts, yeah. Yeah, uh, saw that coming. Yeah, that's recent. She has they did made it. kind of fire him after his botched interview, but yeah, but they're still they're doing the same thing the Catholic Church did. Instead of saying, "Okay, this guy Andrew messed up and reconciling," they figure, "Oh no, it'll make the royal family look bad, so we got to cover it up." Which covering you, it up, which tells you that the makes royal them look family worse. Right? Which tells you that <laughs> oh, the royal family are in on it, right? You, the royal family is all into this weird eugenics crap of breeding dogs and breeding horses and and breeding weird fucking stuff, babies, so. dude. You want to talk about you want to talk about satanic stuff? Then we're talking about the royal family, which gets real deep, and it's all it all stems. Oh, the queen. That's absolutely there. I mean, they're into some. Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of the show. Unfortunately. Uh, that abrupt ending was due to a case of corrupted audio file, which I don't know why uh, that happened. Um, hopefully I can get the rest of it out because I did record it on Zoom. Like I said, we are going to eventually get this up on the YouTube channel once it's up and running as well. Um, but fear not. Uh, if you really enjoyed that show, um, thank you for listening, first and foremost. And thank you to my guest, Ryan Dawson, absolute gentleman. Um and he will be back. He will be back. He's promised to come back real soon, probably in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what happened there at the end. Uh, very, very strange. Um, I don't know what happened, honestly. However, I will say one thing. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the show. I hope this gave you some insight and put some context on what many of you have watched as the, uh, the Jeffrey Epstein uh, Filthy Rich Netflix documentary and we went into a lot more detail and context on this one like I say Ryan is a legitimate investigator has been investigating um, This sick son of a bitch for well over 13 years as well as um, as well as many other uh, corrupt entities empires and people um, so I do implore each and every one of you to go over to Ryan's channel on YouTube Ryan Dawson um, and you will get more details as well in the upcoming uh, 
upcoming weeks as well as to um, how you will find Ryan in his uh, raw form like you heard today. Um, because a lot of the interviews that you will hear um, are, are amazing on YouTube. However, they do have to be filtered for obvious reasons because of YouTube deplatforming people, um, which they have been doing, especially over the last couple of weeks. And um, yeah, so listen, I hope you, uh, I hope you all enjoyed the show. Uh, I know I certainly did, and like I say, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna escalate from here. Hopefully, people like Jelaine Maxwell um, will be uh, will be brought to justice as well as everyone else that was involved. Um, but I guess at the moment we won't hold our breath. Um, but until next time, this has been in the Dynamo Kelly. You are listening to Dynamo Dozen. Thank you to each and every one of you listening, and thank you once again to uh, the amazing. Ryan Dawson. But until next time, it is Dynamo over and out.